Hello and welcome to the NRL Supercoach Champions Podcast. I'm Joe Fitz. A fine weekend for the Heinz owners, the Cleary owners, the Pappenhausen captainers. I'm none of those. But rest assured, to any youngsters listening, I got all my swearing out of the way already as the Surge Busters doubled their ranking overall. But here with me tonight is a man who outscored me by a lazy 450 points, so you should probably listen to his advice instead. It's reigning champ Tim Moody. How are you, mate? G'day, mate. Yeah, don't be too hard on yourself about that. I mean, you uh, wasn't due to being a poor super coach. You was having a busy lifestyle, and uh, I'm actually going to be a busy man myself this weekend, not doing work stuff, but uh, doing recreational things. And I've got the nervous feeling that I'm going to be the guy that's uh, having that chat this time next week, worried about missing my captain. <laughs> don't don't put Fafita as your placeholder captain. There's there's tip number one. <laughs> I might just play no silly buggers, lock everything in the way it's meant to be this week. Yeah, that's right, mate. And also joining us this week is a bloke who could only outscore me by 360 but it would have been more if he didn't do the vice-captaincy loophole. It's Wilf. Yeah, so I also had my own little dramas. So uh, I tweeted out that I was going away for weekend, actually uh, went to a wedding, a destination wedding. So it was good fun. Uh, had a lovely time, you know, no re- regrets there, but I should have just locked in my trades. And yeah, long story short, uh, when you go to a destination wedding, sometimes internet's patchy and you can't <laughs> log in, can't make your trades and you have to wait for certain parts to, to be able to even access the internet. So yeah, not fun. And yeah, I didn't make my trades properly. I got my vice captain locked in at the wrong time. And yeah, long story short, I, I still managed to get in Nathan Cleary, so I didn't score too poorly, but yeah. I wish I just straight captained him, unfortunately. Yeah, you outscored me by 360. So what that means is I got 1108, literally doubled my overall rankings. I'm now 32K. Wilf, 1470 for you. So you're up around the 6Ks and, and Timmy, you're pacing us all. 1566, mate. That's a huge week up to uh, 200, uh, sorry, up to uh, two and a half thousandth. Yeah, it's a nice little jump for me. I'm pretty happy with that. I'm looking back now at just some of my mistakes at the start of the year, thinking, you know, what could have been. And uh, I really like the look of my side now. I just wish I had had the foresight to see not all of the things, you know, like Talakai, for example, I probably wouldn't have ever jumped on. But just the little ones like having, you know, started with Harry and Unster and um, Nico Hines even. So, yeah, I'm a bit Hines disappointed. Is the killer. Yeah. yeah, and Guy, 13.50, not too shabby. He's gone uh, with a fair few pods like Militalo who were doing well for him, and he's up to around 7,000. But, Will, our champions are outstripping us all. Yeah, so Rob, who's pacing all the champs at the moment, the coach of the Rudy Duties, he's 141st and still pole position for that $500 champ. Someone's going to have to take this Rudy Duty fellas off. He's been here. We've been talking about him for a while. I put it to you, champs. Take him down. Yeah, well, look, Cameron, uh, definitely putting in a good effort. He's 174th. He's coach of Spandinkles, and he had a nice week as well, jumped up a fair few spots. Mm, so. I like a bit of competition. I like a bit of competition. Yeah, definitely a few chasing them down there. A quick shout-out to the Champions 20 head-to-head one league, which I'm in. We're up to seventh ranked overall, which I was surprised. I thought we were going to drop because there was a few shockers in the, in the league that week. But uh, also the Champions 50 head-to-head uh, in 23rd. And quick shout out to the Podmasters Cup. Um, that's again the formerly known as Turbo Hammy's Cup. They're sitting in twentieth overall. So, 
you know, the, the podcast members aren't doing too poorly either. But look, let, that's enough of that. Let's jump straight into the news for this week. So nothing too exciting this week, actually, for news. Just actually a fair few signings. Uh, the Dolphins, finally, another, I think it's their ninth recruit for 2023. And it's the Cowboys for Tom Gilbert. Uh, who's going to join them. I actually think that's quite a good signing for them. It's probably one of their best compared to the rest of the Fords they've been signing up there. Well, he's half their age. That's that's probably the best thing about him, eh? I'd say so. He's only 21 and he's already got 30-odd games and he's been playing pretty well for the Cowboys this hmm. uh, this year as well. Cowboys also uh, lost another player. So Jean Arzi, who you know some would remember he played a bit of centre. He's a bit of a half Joined the Warriors immediately. Obviously, the Warriors are struggling a little bit in the outside backs. Uh, Arzi's already been named in the extended squad straight away, but you'd have to think he might get a little bit more time to acclimatize to the squad before he's thrown straight into the 17. The Storm, uh, you know, making their own moves. Obviously, they lost a bunch of their forwards to the Dolphins from 2023 onwards. They've picked up Tariq Sims on a one-year deal for next season. Also, a Catalan Dragons for Joe Chan, who is actually a former son of a former NRL player, Alex Chan, uh, also on a two-year deal with the Storm starting in 2023. The Bulldogs, you must be pretty happy about this, Joe. They've extended Max Max King for another two seasons. Yeah, one of the more impressive forwards uh, early in the year, and he's not come from nowhere, but you know, certainly not high expectations coming into the year. But you know, there were a couple of preseason games where he really stood out, and he's continued that form into the season. So, yeah, very happy that he's with us for a few more years. It's a very busy boy on the field. Got some massive PPM at the moment. The Warriors also been busy. They re-signed uh, Viliami Vailea, Vailea, perhaps. Quite a few years. So they obviously ran really highly. And hopefully we'll get to see a bit more from him this season, especially for those mm. of us still with him. Getting a start this weekend on the wing, we should, we should mention. That's right. Okay. And if you missed it, obviously, Kellen Ponga, finally all the speculations over. He has extended his fi- uh, deal five years till the end of 2027. And this is like a legit deal. There's no like two years of player options and whatever like his previous deals had. So yeah, I guess that's good for them. You know, it's clear they know what's happening for the next five years. This is their marquee guy. They can properly build around him. So fingers crossed Pong lives up to the hype, eh? Mm. Yeah, well, he'll have to, you know, pull his finger out. I think he's been pretty disappointing this year, except for a flash here and there. So, you know, certainly the the least impressive uh, million-dollar player. I'd put him probably even below the likes of Ben Hunt. Anyway, look, that's enough about signings. So jumping over to injuries, look, there's a lot of them. A lot of these players are actually named as well, so it's kind of confusing. But just uh, quickly, you know, Andrew Davey, he's out for a little bit, uh, hurt his uh, shoulder, AC joint. Daniela Paseca out with an MCL. Dylan Walker hurt his knee, but he's been named again. So lots of uh, lots of Seagulls in a lot of trouble, but they look hopefully get back Marty Tapal and a few other names this week, but we'll come to that. Another AC joint injury was Tapain Haas, who's been named again, but obviously a bit of a question mark there. It was good that he came out and played, but we'll have to see what the Broncos do. Luke Thompson also hurt his knee, and that's why his minutes were a little bit uh, up and down. He, I think he did come back, didn't he? He did, Joe? Yeah. yeah. but he obviously played reduced minutes as a result. Jamin Jolliffe, uh, not not overly relevant, but hurt his calf. Unfortunate head uh, as well. <laughs> we're talking about unfortunate heads um, pre-recording, but he's got an unfortunate head. 
just an absolute drive by there. <laughs> uh, for a couple of injuries for the Tigers, unfortunately. So Dan Laurie is probably the biggest one there. He's done his MCL out for anywhere from four to six weeks, it seems. Ken Marmolo hurt his knee, but I think he's been named, so we'll have to see if he's actually in doubt or not. Uh, quite a few concerns for the Rabbitohs as well. Jacob Host hurt his shoulder, so he's actually missing some time. Jaime Seles uh, was concussed and I think just going through protocols. Tavita Totola might have been a bit of a concern about his shoulder. Same with Leon Knight, uh, copped a knock to his leg, but at this stage, I think they're both expected to play. For the Knights, Brody Jones hurt his elbow, and but he's been named, but there's a bit of a question mark over his availability. Hamill Hunt didn't play first grade, but he was just on the verge of a comeback. And then in reserve grade, he managed to fracture his eye socket and Ooh. maybe his jaw as well. So wow. just guy's got no luck. He must have, you know, smashed about a couple. I don't know whether I'd want seven. to fracture my eye socket or my throat that you mentioned last week. I think I'd probably go with, oh, probably my eye socket. The throat sounds pretty full on. Yeah, I think I don't think too many players have retired from an eye socket fracture as opposed to, yeah, that throat fracture actually has hurt some people to the extent where they've not been able to play footy anymore. Now, a couple of random ones. So Jack Bird, we thought, fractured his forearm, but he's been named this week. I don't know how. Uh, Jen saw a uh, syndesmosis injury, unfortunately. So we'll have to see what's going on there. Uh, Big Nelson, who, I mean... <laughs> Uh, was was that try assist probably the coolest thing of last round? It was very yeah. cool. Put up that kick for Pappenhaus and just takes an absolute screamer. Yeah. Anyway, um, he did actually injure his hamstring early, but he returned obviously and played through and couldn't have hurt too much because he still put up that bomb. So <laughs> I guess he should and be it was fine. Perfect. It was pinpoint <laughs> accurate. Like Brody Croft would was jealous. I could tell just from watching that. It's not the only thing Brody Croft's jealous of. I don't know, Brody Croft, he wishes he had Nelson's kicking game at this stage. Yeah, very much so. And tackling and running and just everything. Probably still being in the NRL, maybe. I thought you were going to say he's probably big downstairs. Naz probably is. (laughs) (laughs) It's not where my mind was going, but anyway. You'd have to imagine. You'd have to, I mean, you can only imagine. You don't have to. I think you'd... I think you're doing enough imagining for the three of us, buddy. <laughs> I'm picturing so. that, you, you know, that meme guy that, get, you know, that gets around. He's sitting on a bed, just hanging. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm picturing that. It's like a baby's oh, no, arm I'm holding an apple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, sorry, um, Josh Koshkaran, <laughs> super coach relevant injury here. He's obviously uh, done his MCL. It seems like he could, could be out about four weeks or so, depending on severity. Still waiting for more news on that, so we'll no doubt have to talk about that given, yeah, a couple of names for the Warriors packed there. Ramus Smith and also DWZ both knocked out, but apparently cleared of any more serious uh, fractures or anything like that, which is great news. And just got to go through the protocols now, so that's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, suspension-wise, so actually four players got suspended this round, which is, uh, I think that's a record for PVL. Kind of handy. Yeah. So Daniel Tupo, Aaron Penne, Tane Milne and Mole Alakawatu all taking the early plea, copying one match uh, ban. Jeremiah Nanai also pleaded guilty, but he was only charged $1,000 for a grade one dangerous throw. So, yeah, that is all the news for this week. Let's jump straight into uh, crunching the numbers.
All right. Thanks again to Carl McGrath, accountant for this segment. If you want to make sure you're not fudging your numbers when it comes to your taxes, make sure you get Carl to help you out. A couple of areas I want to look at. Firstly, we're revisiting Nathan Cleary. I know, you know, <laughs> there was a lot of chat about him in the last few weeks, but I think two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I can't even remember now, but we did dedicate the segment to Nathan Cleary looking at how he was going. So rounds three and four when he returned, I think he was looking at, sorry, rounds four and five when he returned, he was crunching out very much lower base. So his base and base attack was 14 and 23. I'm pleased to say that since then, he's absolutely stepped it up as soon as he got that confidence back in his shoulder, I imagine, 50 and then 49. And that's not including all his goal kicking and all of that. So, you know, obviously coming off 158 and also 151 the week before, I mean, last week, without his hundred all of his attacking stats, he still would have scored 74 points in his base, base attack, goal kicking. That is absolutely monstrous. And then even the week before, 151, he would have scored 83 with all of that. So it's pretty clear. Nathan Cleary is absolutely back to his super coach best, if that wasn't obvious enough from his scores the last two weeks. Does that surprise either of you, having watched him the last two weeks? Surprises me a little how how massive he's gone. Um, I thought it was a little bit of an outlier two weeks ago. Uh, Nelly pulled the trigger on him this week, but again, by 2022 figures, you know, 900 plus K is still a lot. But um, yeah, I, I think beyond a doubt now, you've got to get him in the team. Yeah, I'm only surprised that he didn't do it from the week he returned, to be honest. I, I just think he's that good of a player. Um, he's, that, he's very confident. He just looks so... Confident in being himself, which I'm sure is pretty easy to be Nathan Cleary when you're signing deals like he is at the moment, which is pretty sweet. Uh, nice chin as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good genes. He's, he's still only human, though. That's why he couldn't do it from the first game back. Yeah, so. he's only human. He's only human. But he, but I still look up to him like he wears a cape, so it's like a superhero to me. He's amazing. I think we're going to look at him for sure as an immortal. Um, people might crunch their teeth at that because it's a bit early to go off, but... He's, he's ridiculous. Look, he's putting up a pretty persuasive argument so far, but, you know, maybe popping off a little bit early there, Tim. But, look, that's enough about Cleary. We've given enough about airtime there. Next thing I want to do, I wanted to play a little bit of a game. Uh, nothing too dramatic. Again, it's just a bit of a who am I type comparison situation. We've done this before, mm-hmm. right? So, firstly, so basically player A versus player B. So player A... His base and base attack the last three games of three game sample here, he scored 55, 66, and 73. Uh, player B, he has scored 49, 51, and 65. Player A scored two tries, had one try assist, two line breaks, and three line break assists in those three games. And player B had three tries, four try assists, two try contributions, four line breaks, and four line break assists. Does anyone want to wager a guess on who player B is? Yes, I think I know who both are, but um, the okay. I could be well off. But oh, uh, if you want to, if you want to have a guess at both, okay, go for it. I'm going to say Pappenhausen's B, and Talakai's A. Uh, you one of the names is way off. You did get one player name correct, but not the right player, if that makes sense. Joe, you get a chance to steal in and see if you can get the answer here. Just trying to figure out which one of them is Nick Meany. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and that's really clouding my judgment. I'll pass, mate, honestly. Okay, so player B is Siafa Talakai. So these are his numbers from his last oh, wow. three games okay. playing center. So player A is actually David Fafita. Oh. He... His last three games playing 
80 minutes in the back row. So I've kind of discounted his center spot because he only scored 28 in base and base attack. And obviously, you know, he's not a center. I think that's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Little Justin Holbrook, super coach himself, thought he could turn David Feeder into a center in one week after seeing Talakai dominate. But yeah, look, I just thought it was really interesting because I'm hearing this peop- lot, of peop- lot of chat where, you know, they're saying David Feeder has been disappointing. He's not living up to his price tag. He's not, you know, the same guy he was last year and so on and so forth. But you look at his last three games playing in the back row, obviously his scores were pretty impressive too. 120, 107, and only 53 the round before that. Yeah, look, that's all comparatively, you know, he is averaging more in base and base attack than Talakai, which is not surprising. Talakai is a center. Mm. But I just, the number of people I've said, look, sell Fido, get Talakai. And, mm. you know, I think that's no. fine. Like, I don't think it's that clear cut, is it? No. Just looking at those numbers. Fafita's a keeper. You know what I mean? I don't think I'd ever sell Fafita unless he got injured. No way. He like he just gets fifty doing nothing, and then he can pump out those like one hundred real nice, and everyone loves him again. So just got to be patient. He might be my only way to Nathan Cleary. So ah, oh, there's always another way, bro. There's always another way. <laughs> Got to be another way. <laughs> yeah. Look, to me, uh, it's so funny that. Two weeks prior to this game in the centers, it was, you know, 107, 120. And then people are saying, oh, he's been disappointing, not living up his price tag. And as soon as he drops to 42, because his coach decided he wanted to pretend Fafita was Talakai. Mm. I don't know. I just think if you're getting someone who's going 55, 66, 73 in base and base attack, and he's been disappointing. That says that's a, a real sideways that. trade. They all have a real firm opinion on this. I think that the people that are sort of, feel like that they're missing a player in their side because he went off last week and that might be Talakai who's actually done it a couple of weeks. But then they're selling a guy like Fafida who just looked back two weeks ago and he's got those two tons. That's a really sideways move because what's going to happen more often than not, you do that trade, Talakai will get controlled and they'll you know manage to somehow slow him down a bit and then Fafida will go off that week and you'll be killing You know You hate yourself for it. So you, you can't be doing those sorts of sideways ones. That they, yeah. You can't do it. You, you, it. It's too painful for yourself. You know what I mean? It's like- Yeah, totally agree. Because you pointed it out, like the three weeks, obviously Talakai, this last week was an mo- absolute monster. Week before, 114. The week before that, 59. No, he's, he scored 59 and 114 in the weeks that Tafita just went 107, 120. So I just think it's so short-sighted to, to, to want to look at that option. So mm. yeah, I saw diving into the numbers, it can be a good reminder to what we saw last week, obviously on the field. And yeah, we'll keep it nice and short this round. We'll no doubt, uh, sorry, this week on this segment, we will no doubt dissect the decision about Talakai and other players a little bit later in strategy chat. But we have to thank Karl McGrath Accountant again. You know, find him at Facebook, Karl McGrath, that's C-A-R-L-M-C-G-R-A-T-H, Accountant. Or on Twitter at Carl M Accountant. Definitely get in touch with him as we've talked about in previous weeks, not just tax returns. Carl can help if your bookkeeping needs. Things like data entry, bass preparation, lodgement, all the boring stuff. Let him take care of it. If you're a small business owner, you know, I'm sure you didn't sign up for a small business and to want to run your own company so you can do all the boring stuff. You know, take the pressure off your shoulders. Focus on the stuff that's in, interesting to you, or even if you just want an extra, you know, hour or so to do your super coaching, whatever. Hmm. Uh, let, let Carl take care of your books while you worry about your business or your super coach. And don't forget to mention the podcast, the Super Coach Champions. When you do get in contact with Carl, They'll definitely take care of you with pricing and no doubt chew your ear a little bit about Supercoach as well. Look, let's jump straight into our strategy chat for this week. 
So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. So look, we were just talking about it, but I think uh, we unanimous. You wouldn't sell David Fafita for CSF Italikai. No, I wouldn't no. sell David Fafita for anyone. Not even Tommy Turbo when he comes back. You've got to Ooh, find another way around it. Fafita's, okay. a, Fafita's a keeper. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm with you firmly, but yeah. So, I mean, 700K, that, I mean, it's, I was just looking. He's a break-even of negative 51 with 165 going to stay in his rolling average for another two weeks. I mean, there's an argument to be made that he could just be a bit of a speculative purchase knowing that at worst you'll cash out, you know, maybe at 800K in a couple of weeks if he if he doesn't, you know, continue the run. I think that's exactly it, right? It's pretty low risk. I mean, it sounds crazy that you're spending 700000 for a low-risk option, but he does get 20 stacks this week, and then he gets to run at Jesse Arthur's, I think, the week after, unless they reshuffle that back line for the Warriors. And if he's still going, like, you know, Raiders and then Titans in rounds 10 and 11, it could be a pretty sweet run for Talakai. I won't say he's a must-have, so I will very much point out that I don't think he's a break-your-team type of guy. Like, he's not Nathan Cleary for starters, right? He's not Ryan Pappenhausen, mm-hmm. but I, I definitely think it's still viable. I thought last week was probably the last week to get him get him in. I didn't think I'd be here at 700000 saying it's still okay to buy him. <laughs> so I'm surprised by myself. It's crazy. I mean, again, yeah, I don't know. I mean, in, in the hierarchy of people you bring in, everyone you mentioned, Wilf, is ahead of Talakai, but but if you have managed to get your team value up to the point where you ha- already have the Clearies, you've got Fafita, you've got Pappenhausen, you've got Munster, you know, those kind of guys, then he could absolutely be the guy who is a low-risk option at 700K, which, again, is not, not something I would necessarily say. But you do have to fund it somehow, you know, and that means that your, your Penasini's, your... Some people might look to move on a tail and May at 5.32 and, and stuff like that, but you also need the cheapies who at this stage of the season, it's too early to bring nuffs in, I think. So you need playing cheapies as well. So a lot of things have to go right if you've got all of those big names and still looking to bring Talakai in. Definitely agree. Tim, for you, you obviously have had him the whole time. Oh, not the whole time. I picked him up a, you know, a couple of weeks ago. I didn't get him at the bottom basement price. I think I picked him up at 420 something. <laughs> Yeah, that's still good enough. A though. bit of a humble brag there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't know. There's people that went a week or two <laughs> earlier than me on that. Like, all started with him. So that's a shout out to them. You know, I just saw what I saw and then jumped on it. But where's the line for you? Who would you like? Would you trade out Payne Haas for him? Would you trade out? <sighs> I feel like no. Nah, looking in my side, I can't see there's too many people in my side. There's only one person I'd probably get rid of, and if that's taking my emotion out of it, that's a kick out. I'd get rid of Tikau for Talakai. But I reckon a lot of people have got at least one or two people in their side that they're maybe overlooking. That like I got rid of Aiken last week. He and I think that was pretty good. He only pumped out like forty four. Um, it was either him or Kikau. I kept Kikau on emotion, um, and that sort of worked <laughs> out. So that's fine. But um, yeah, look, I think people have probably still got like a Bofirm, or there might be people with like lingering Nanais or. You know, just some of those, like, I don't know, some of these, someone's got a Luke in now, so I don't know whether how much. Well, if you do have lingering nanos, please see a doctor before. Uh, <laughs> what is a lingering nano? What's that? that? What is that? What is that? What is that? <laughs> it sounds like bad news. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> sounds like something that Chairman Joloff's got. <laughs> oh, I thought I was saying something really bad, and I was like, oh, I don't really know much about medical stuff. All right, cool. That's fine. Okay, so enough about Talakai. We've spoken heaps about Cleary. 
I mean, we all have to break our team if we don't have him in, right, to get him in? I think on the evidence of what we've seen the last two weeks and the fact that he's, he looks like he's doing it with ease. I don't think you need to break your side to get Cleary. You need to get Cleary, but I think there's ways to not break your side. Like, I'm not trying to have a, another brag here, but I think I didn't break my side last week and got Cleary. So I got rid of um, Aiken for Sawali. I got rid of Schneider for Cleary and Josh King for Mawali the prop coming off the bench for the bunnies. So it's not a like-for-like there in the props, but I don't need that many props. I only need two going around per week. So I feel like it's not really a broken thing. So I think you can try, look, if people are really careful, they can try, do it without being too reckless. Sometimes people just go for the easy trade and go, oh, well, that guy scored low last week, so I'll sell him. But he's generally a gun. You know what I mean? So try think a bit deeper about it, guys. That's all I reckon. Don't have to break your side. You take two, you know, two steps forward, one step back, that sort of thing. It's not necessary. I mean, I, I sacrificed Isaiah Yo and Josh King, and I think my other trade out was I don't even remember now. He didn't matter, did he? No, not nothing too costly to my team, anyway. But for me, my drama was I was going to downgrade and get Brody Jones, so I'd still have depth. I ended up with Harry Rushton because I missed trades and. I at least I got someone in and now he's been dropped. So really kicking myself because it, it, it can, uh, I mean, I just need one injury in the second row. I'm stuffed now. So I hate that. I hate that for my team, but mm-hmm. you know, it's not the end of the world. At the end of the day, I still got clear in. Like I wouldn't recommend nothing out, which I've effectively done by accident, unfortunately, <laughs> because I miss my trades. But yeah, well, you're right. You don't have to break your team literally, to, to do it. So you're not trading Pappenhausen out for him. Yeah. Although I think uh, 1,100 super coaches did that last See, week. See, I'd sell Dylan Brown for Cleary, and I don't think that's breaking your side. I think there's that you know, enough justification in it. Although he's been performing well, he's gone to the centres. I feel like Parrot a little yep. bit, maybe not as on you know on the rise as what they were before. And, yeah, and I think there's other good options in, like Cody Walker or other downgrades. You can go to Jackson Hastings if you want to go. Oh, I'd probably go Cody. I wanted to go Jackson. Yeah, they're probably that close. Yeah, yeah. Well, quite a few people that we've all mentioned in the last few minutes play round 13. So, I mean, let's transition to that kind of discussion because it's close enough now that it really does need to factor into your trades. Will, uh, your kind of your hold or buy options, you think by position, um, you went early on Starling and he'd probably be one of the star hookers for 13, but there's a bunch of guys you've got here. Yeah, I wouldn't say a bunch. I mean, realistically, I think Starling, if you're wanting a hooker that plays around 13, he definitely is to stand out in my eyes. I know a lot of people jumped on Ruben Cotter and, I mean, his dual position is handy so that if you ultimately want to, you know, let's say cash out Randall and move Cotter there, you've got buy coverage for that spot, then like I think he's a fine hold. I know he's a little bit underwhelming the last two weeks, especially last week, but I, I feel like that's a bit of an anom- anomaly. I think he's going to score better, especially, you know, if he does end up with a couple of tougher matchups. His minutes were great. It was just maybe just the game itself. He didn't really lend itself to a lot of work in the middle, which is what he thrives I'll, on. I'll definitely hold Connor. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, what's the flaw for him? He's never going to really dish out too much worse than what he's dish, uh, dished out this week. And then there definitely are a couple of tough games where you almost guarantee that he's going to get plenty of work, defensive work, and that'll get his numbers up for sure. So I feel like I get that people want to trade up and get your Talakai's and your Cleary's and whoever else that you missed out on. But as much as I can, I'm trying to avoid trading out round 13 coverage. And this is without overemphasizing it. I think that's one thing I, I feel like I learned from last year. You know, I perhaps went too hard and focused on it too much and it ended up crippling my scoring on a week-to-week basis. 
I think. And, and that's where I'm trying to find that balance where if you've got a 50-50 option, like for example, like I've got the option of selling Penasini who hasn't maxed out. He's obviously still got some cash to make versus selling someone like a firma or a Targo even. I feel like I'd rather hang on to those two guys because Targo plays Dubai. Yeah, he plays 13. He's still traveling all right. Like, sure, I know we're disappointed in his 31 last week and his usage is dropping now that clear he's back. But I still think his work his work rate's decent. He's going to find some attacking stats in the next couple of weeks. I'd be, I'm fine to hang on to him. And I mean, I'd sell him if it meant getting Cleary, but there's not too many other guys I'd really want to sell Targo and, and guys like that for outside of, yeah, your Clearies and you know, if you somehow don't have Pappenhausen or you sold him or. Well, I mean, Targo's in, in, a, in a, an elite, you know, high scoring team. Tim, you moved Aiken on uh, for Talakai. He's 553K now. He's, he's averaging 58, but his break even's 87. So, Wilf, I'm, I'm an Aiken owner. He plays 13. I guess he's a he's probably a solid B option uh, in both centre and second row. Do you, do you ride out some of those price drops and, and hold him for 13? See, I, I'm doing my best to hang on to Aiken, but if he's your path to get Cleary or whatever, I, I'd, I'd cut bait with him for that reason, but not too much else. And Tim, you're obviously uh, not looking back, having uh, having brought Talakai in, right, mate? Um, yeah, but I I brought um, Aiken in for Suwali to to fund Cleary, so it had nothing to do with Talakai. Oh, but, okay, sorry, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was I did that last week, but um, yeah, look, I so you gave up Aiken to help you get to Cleary. Yeah, so it was either him or kick out. Both of them played round thirteen. I really should have um, held on to Aiken for the fact that he had, you know, dual flexibility. It would have been way more handy come trading later down the track and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, look, I just you can't trade out the team mascot, man. It's bad for yeah, team it's, Yeah, I've decided, look, I've, if I was coming first and I needed to get heaps serious about it, like, I'm having a bit of fun. I'm still doing okay. It's all good. So, and I love him. I love him. I love the man. I like, I like, I love him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, you've got a shrine in your bedroom. Yeah, dedicated to I wanted that, to. So. I wanted to tell him that at some point. So I'm going to give present him with a Viliami jersey at some point very soon when they when they just, eventually just arrive. Make sure, just make sure the context is right because otherwise he might. It'd be weird, hey, getting it from like a man that's got a lot more greys than he does brown hairs and. Like I've got, a, I've got a shrine in my room for you. I thought, I thought you weren't allowed within hundred feet of him, mate. I'm probably not. I think if I tell him that, I'll probably be getting some sort of uh, apprehension order or something. The, the AVO would be on its way mm. sooner rather than later if you told him about your shrine. That's for mm. sure. Um, there's a few front row options though um, that play 13 that are pretty solid. Obviously, Tamalolo there to be the Pangoi Junior um, is doing surprisingly well for the dogs. AFB had a shocker, but when your team concedes 70 points, you're unlikely to get many um, you know base or base attack points uh, in attack anyway. And uh, and Max King as well. He of the recently signed extension. I mean, they're four pretty solid, pretty highly owned guys. Tim, um, you'd be happy to hold on till 13. Yeah, I'd be holding on to pretty much all of those. I think I've got I'm, for some reason I'm off AFB this year. I loved him last year, had him on my side, but there's something about I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It could be just a weird little thing that just in my mind, but it's not legitimate. But yeah, I'm off him. I think it's just because I sold him first week, and I think that's because I needed to bring someone else in. So I think because of the fact I sold him, I'm 
having confirmation bias that he's not a good thing. I think that's yeah. my real answer there. In second row, we mentioned Aiken. We've got the lingering Nanai's, uh, Helam Lukey and Josh Curran. Um, we're assuming Curran will be back, Wilf, by 13? I think so, but just we don't know for sure yet. So I think just keep an eye on uh, further info about that. Yeah, Tahu. I do. Yeah, well, apparently round 12 is the latest news on that. Feels like a scary trap to walk into again, doesn't it? Well, I just think if Curran's fit, like he's not going to lose a starting spot. Oh, like no, I'm talking about probably... picking up toe for the pies, that is. <laughs> well, it, it might it might be perfect. You see, you see how he goes in 12, and if he goes all right, then he's a sneaky buy for 13. Yeah, at least, at least we get a look, I guess. I feel like I've got super coach PTSD on, on Tolosu. Like, I brought him in last year, and he got... Like he's called six or something because he got hurt straight away. So. Well, that's what I, that's why I've got super coach PTSD with Talakai, which is why I didn't bring him in because I've owned him in the last two years and he's absolutely crapped the bed for me as soon as I brought him in, which is why I was reticent. So, are you trading him in this week, Joe? Just asking for a friend? Uh got to get got to get Cleary, mate. Okay, cool, cool. All right, thanks. <laughs> which means I probably will be at a work event again and and stuff it up and and bring him in. <laughs> uh, good times. Look, I think, and as we go through these names, there's certainly you know, certain names where you, you might be holding these guys. Like, for example, Lingering Nanai, for example. I don't <laughs> think he's someone you'd want to actually hold until around 13. Do you think that's fair? Yeah. You'd want to cut back with him before he loses all his cash? I think there's some guys that you can part with that if you think they've got too many 30s in them, you don't hang on to them if you think maybe they might even just get me that 30 in the buy. What's the point? So if you can see them as worth moving on to a guy that's going to do well for you over the next couple of weeks, Definitely part ways. Yeah, I feel like Nanai's got multiple games this year where he scored a try and still scored in the 30s. So, mm. yeah. He's ridiculous under the high ball. He's like, I don't know how he does it. Like, he just timing and eye coordination, it's ridiculous. He, like, does spins in the air, jumps, catches it backwards, and then just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's very impressive, but that's still only 17 points for Super Yeah, Trump's I'm just saying it's impressive. I, don't, I wouldn't go anywhere near him for, for mine. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the downside. And then you get Lukey who just, you know, runs onto a crash ball and off the bench somehow, somehow still scores 60-odd or whatever after everyone panicked when he got benched this week. Mm. And they were going to bring him in. But, yeah, I feel in the halfback positions there's really no names aside from Schneider that you'd really want to go after for round 13. And that's assuming, like, if you've got Cleary and Hines, like, you're just not going to move them, right? You're just going to leave them there. Yeah. I, I feel like that's the go. You just cop the... Yeah, you just don't need a halfback that week. It'd be a bit awkward because halfbacks are kind of nice to have. But if there's no other great halfbacks, you don't need to get in Schneider for a 60. You can get 60 points in another position. I can't imagine with how the Raiders are going, which is terrible, that Schneider <laughs> would hold his spot when Fogarty comes back. But that might not be till round 15 or whatever. So oh, that late. he may still cover round 13 for the buy, which I think that's why people are holding out hope that Schneider might make it there. Oh, he's definitely gone this week for me for Cleary, so can't blame me for that. Sorted out, Ricky. Um, five eighth is is pretty barren, though. I mean, I think you're clutching at straws if you're looking at Scott Drinkwater as an option just because of his job security. Will well, that's it. Like if if Hammer's back and he gets named in center or, or whatever, and and Drinkwater stays at fullback, then I think that's good for him. And I just think he's definitely great for Supercoach, right? 
Right. He is just an attacking machine. Just generates super coach points out of nowhere. He does, and he, I mean, he, he he's he's just a very good player. I think just not defensively. Just well, don't yeah. make him make a tackle or make or make a defensive read in the halves or whatever. Which is why I think fullback's better for him. Like he doesn't have to worry about it. But yeah, five eight is pretty barren as well. I mean, Matt Burton. Would you look? look would you look his way? I would, Playing I would his not. old club round thirteen. Without the origin yeah, stars. Yeah, he could smash True. them. I could see. That's a good option. I can actually see Matty Burton playing against some of the younger, you know, it's not the full-strength Panthers and it being a bit more even and him cutting sick. But you spend that much, you're playing him, you know, around. You're not just yeah, playing Yeah, true, the true. Like, yeah. But you could get him in for round, uh, hang on. You could potentially. and plays the Dragons round 12, so... It's not too shabby. Yeah. He plays the Tigers in round 11. So he's got a couple of – and then the Knights before that in round 10. So – and then the Tigers Raiders – Tigers are the hottest team in the comp, mate. What are you talking about? I, 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 I didn't give them much hope last week, but I've got a feeling this week they're going to crumble to the Dragons, a lesser side this week. Just got a feeling. I think that Dane Laurie being out of the side and Toa back at fullback, not as not as – Neat across the board for him. Yeah. I do think they, they they struggle with the favorites tag. So you know now they're expected to win. They're <laughs> going to lose this week, aren't they? <laughs> Center wing is where obviously there's a lot of names. You know we've dropped a couple of them: Aitken, Firma, Targo, May. I would say Suwali, Billy Smith. Did they find him eventually? He's uh, off the missing persons report by then. No, I still can't find him. It's ridiculous. <laughs> there is uh, apparently some chat that he's now finished his rehab. So we shall see. <laughs> I don't know. I've still got him in my team somehow. Me too. And holding out hope that he might show up, maybe for round 13. Who knows? There's probably some other names like Kula. I would be hoping he gets a run that round. Uh, Tui Pulotu, uh, if he's going to be on the wing with uh, Turbo out at round as well. There's, I feel that there's a fair few center wing options. I mean, Daniel Tupo, a lot of people are selling him. But you'd think with assuming Brian Tottles back and the Fox would be on the other wing, then Tupo's going to be out of play for the Roosters in round 13. I'd be holding Tupo. It's only a week, and I think he's a gun. I'm just He's one player I'm really jealous I don't have, nervous to watch him go around most weeks. Obviously disappointing this round. You know, people are hoping a better score from him against the Dragons, and it's a bit of a bummer they miss him against the Bulldogs, but Titans is not... I mean, Greg Marju is definitely not a defensive powerhouse, so I wouldn't be surprised if Tupo... Nabs a double that week. I feel like when the Roosters click it, it's going to be ridiculous too. Like they'll beat a team by 50. You know what I mean? Like it'll just be ridiculous. And we're like, oh, they're back. Could be. We've been that for about five weeks, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> My prediction is, though, I've got a weird feeling that they save it for the tough game in para. So they might just still play mediocre footy up until round 10 when they take on para. We'll see how we go. Well, as a, as a Walker and Billy Smith and Teddy Ida, I Don't hope hear that. that they turn it around quicker than that, mate. So, all right, Wolf, we've got a few more names here um, to close out the strategy section, mate, um, in the centres in particular. Is there anyone that you want to shout out? No, I don't think so. Like, if you're really ballsy, you could look at Greg Marsu, <laughs> who gets to play against the Cowboys in round 13. But I, I think that could be a little bit cute. But I mean, Greg's going a little bit under the radar. I feel you know we we all loved him last year mm-hmm. when he was named, and then he just busted out just massive scores. And you know he's been not been too bad. Like his base and base attack, not quite at the levels that we saw last year, but they're still very solid. You know, forty two for the last three weeks straight. That's kind of elite numbers. And obviously the there's some some issues with the attack for the Titans clicking as well as you'd like, but. Uh, I mean, 
you know, if he's pumping out 40 to 45 every week in base and base attack, that's a strong floor for a center wing. Yeah. And he's not too expensive right now to 477,000 odd. So it is, but I mean, I really rate Corey Thompson. And, and while for super coach purposes, it's great that Marshu is on the wing there. I think he might be one performance away from Thompson getting the jersey again. Well, he was apparently fit last week. And yeah, I think he's ahead of him right now. I just think that it, it's one bad performance and, and Thompson might be back in. But the thing is, they, he could have, I mean, again, I don't know, but like Holbrook chose to put David Feeder in the centers rather than play Corey Thompson at center or something like that. That is odd. Like, I don't know. It is a little bit odd, but we'll, we shall see. But yeah, look, it's obviously, you know, he wouldn't be a left field pick if there wasn't a bit of risk involved in that option. True, true. So maybe at fullback, we haven't talked about any fullback names. I mean, Drinkwater is available at fullback too, but I just don't think I'd bother selling, right? No, you know you have Happenhausen there, and you might have Turbo, you might have Tedesco, you might have someone else, you might even have Hines, whatever. I just don't think it's worth it, right? Would you just hold hold on? I'd definitely punt uh, on the position for round thirteen for sure. Mm, agree. So we went rattled off a heap of names. I mean, where do we think numbers wise that we want to be aiming for for round thirteen? Tim, how many do you have currently in your team that play that round? Great question. I'll just bring that up. Oh God, I'm thinking it could be anywhere this year from. 10 to 15, 10 being like a bit rough and 15 being on the good side. But I think I'd probably try aim for about 12 in the first one. That's just my gut vibe, but I haven't really assessed it. Okay, so I've got Max King. Uh, Fafita's not going to be available. Kick out, Targo, that's two. Suwali, May, three. So one, two, three, four, five. So you've only got five? Yeah. All right. And so you reckon you're going to aim for 12 by then or thereabouts? That's at least six, seven, eight trades you're going to have to make just to get there. Maybe. I'm going to get the vibe of the community. If the community seems like they're pushing hard for it, you know what I mean? Or if everyone's taking it easy and there's a general... Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll probably go with the pack on that. I think that's a good way to gauge it. I do think that's why, you know, it's worth starting to think about it now, right? We're, we're coming up to round eight. There's only so many trades you've got available to yourself, even if you boost before you get to round 13. And obviously you get three trades in round 13, four if you use one of your boosts that round. So I think that's an option there. But, you know, for me, I'm, I'm 28 trades right now and I've gone hard. I've used two boosts and I've max traded outside of that. And, I, you know, my team's in pretty good shape. I've got a lot of the big names you want and it seems like I'm going to get Talakai this week. So I'll probably be down to 26 trades. But I'll, like I said, I'm, I'd be really trying to hold back and, you know, outside of cashing in any like cheapies like your if Sean Russell comes back, for example, or if Isaiah Tass nails down a starting spot or Vilea, goes well and you know ends up having a negative break even the week after or whatever Th- these are names where i might have to break my trade i've got six break out another trade for them. i've got six but, players sorry i can't miscounted i felt like i was giving a false indication yeah so i mean i'm i'm sitting at 10 officially Whoa. but that's you know, are you that, clowning that state of origin guys that are going to get the call no, no, no. so i've got tom starling got max king i've got you and aitken tail and may targo firma Suwali, Kula, if he plays. But then I also have Billy Smith, if he's alive still. Ugh. And, you know, this is a big if. If Harry Rushton finds his way back into the team with Papali missing that week as well, you know, who knows? He might come and give me 20 points off the bench. I'm going to have to do some deep breathing exercises because hearing you've got five more players than me is making me very stressed. Well, just just mute, like mute, me, mute me for the moment, mate, because um, oh, no. not, 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 not counting Schneider, who'll go this week for Cleary, and Teddy, so not counting those, Don't I'll do that. have 11. No. 11. 
I've got to wow. learn as as we as we go. So technically thirteen. So yeah, I mean, I have thirty two trades. So I guess there's a reason why I'm sitting in thirty two thousand um, that I've kept some trades and and had more of a night around thirteen. But um, yeah, I, I was going to try and target kind of more on the fifteen end rather than the ten for thirteen. Surely you you're pushing okay, the seventeen. So, so when I said there'd be like someone that'd be between ten and fifteen, you guys are going to have fifteen. And I'm going to have 10. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> it is well, fine. Uh, honestly, I don't think I'm going for 15. I, I, I'm probably aiming around 13 myself. So 14 if... We say this now. Last year I had heaps of buy plays. I had more than everyone else. And I was like... Mmm. <laughs> had like three more extra, but they all started to go down. So by the time it happened, yeah. I was like, I think I've got one more than everyone else. And three of them suck. Like one of them was the God skit. <laughs> that, that, that was absolutely me. I had 17 and then it, came, it, went, it ended up being 14 by the time kickoff happened for that round. So it was just. Half of them are getting 20 for yeah. you. So it doesn't really matter the numbers. It's about quality, I think. If you can look at it and go, oh, yeah, pencil down 50 for that guy, 50 for that guy, 60 for that guy. But yeah. yeah. Keep in mind, one of my hopeful 10 was Harry Rushton, so not exactly penciling very many points in for him. But look, I think that's a good gauge. Uh, and, and again, you know, we're counting number of trades we've got left. So, you know, rounds 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, that's 10 more trades just there, plus your trades you got for round 13. But, you know, for me, I've, I'm really running lower on trades than I'd like. But Joe, you've you've got before this round kicks off, you've got four trades more than I have at the moment. So I think guys you've got three trades left. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, he's burnt through all of his trades and i think that's part of his strategy right he, he said he wants to try get to a, a final 17 18 and just you know try survive the buy rounds with a minimum of damage i don't mind so, it yeah i mean it's again it's a it's a viable strategy i'm trying to I'm, I'm kind of redlining a little bit i'm not quite at guy level so again I, i've still only burnt two boosts so far but max traded otherwise and, you know, I guess, Joe, you, you're, you're adopting the uh, tortoise approach, right? Yes, I'm adopting some approach. I don't know how successful it is. If guys are here and, and you're the tortoise, maybe that's how it's working. Something like that. Like, fingers crossed. Hey, fingers speaking, crossed. Of, speaking of hair, do we have a Manscaped ad for this week? We do. Let's stop talking strategy and get to it. Fellas, we're deep into autumn now. We're a third of the way through the NRL season, and obviously that also means we're one-third of the way through the NRL Supercoach season. It's time to make some ballsy calls, especially if you are in the running or perhaps a little bit further back. It's still not too late to make a charge for the leaderboard. So sometimes you just need a little bit of confidence, confidence to be able to make some bold calls. And what better way to get that confidence but to join the other 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped I go to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping using the code CHAMPIONS. Manscaped has the full package that you need to keep things in order downstairs. The performance package 4.0. It's the only tool that you'll need to keep your boys looking and smelling fresh and clean. To start off, use the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to get the most precise shave on your hedges. It's waterproof and is also equipped with an LED light so you know exactly what you're doing down there. You can clear your holes and smell the air cleanly with the Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate holes. Then after you've cleared your nose up, make sure to get rid of that foul ball smell with the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver. Keep your boys from sticking to your leg and leave them smelling like fresh flowers using the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver. 
and finish off your grooming routine with the Plow 2.0. It's the perfect razor for the finest shave on your face because if you decide to use the Lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and then your face, look, you're doing it wrong, fellas. And the start of this season also marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April. Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health and early cancer detection. They are committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and they give support for fighters, survivors and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. So look, get 20% off and free shipping using the code CHAMPIONS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping using the code CHAMPIONS at manscaped.com. It's time to get rid of those old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. Steven, I like your hustle. That's why it was so hard to cut you. Congratulations, the rest of you made the team. Except you, you and you. Okay, guys, I don't think this is one of those weeks where, you know, we're so fond of using the word carnage. Um, It's a pretty bog-standard kind of teams list, starting with Broncos-Sharks Thursday night. Really the only thing of particular interest out of both teams is that Fanukin slots straight back into lock and McInnes goes back to the interchange, which... I think as long as Finucane's fit, probably puts paid to him as a super coach uh, option this year, Tim. To uh, McInnes, yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah. not too keen on McInnes. I don't. I don't like. I don't think he looks good on eye test. I don't think he looks as, as like gritty either as what he did before he got injured. Yeah, lots of people waiting for that price drop, but I think uh, he's just not going to be worth it. The only other thing of interest for the Sharks, Wade Graham's on the extended bench, so you know, could be uh, bad news for Teague Wilton. And your uh, boy, Kevy Walters, playing the nepotism game again, Wilf? Yeah, well, who, who knows? Last week he named Pax to start and Walters off the bench and then he swapped it in final teamless. Only played his son for 30-odd minutes before he hooked him and then Pax took over. Uh, we'll have to see whether he adopts a similar plan this week or not. But with Corey Pax, obviously a negative 20 break-even, well, it's, it was chalk and cheese. The Broncos looked so much better in attack once he was there steering the ship around. And I do think if he ends up playing 50, 60 minutes each week, like I feel like more of the Broncos players, attacking players, could become relevant. Until then, like, yeah, just stay away. But, you know, it's no surprise. We scored most of our tries once he took over. Oh, massive difference, Matt. I was the only guy with a uh, Bulldogs jersey and a sea of Broncos season ticket members at the game. And uh, they were very, very quiet for the first 30 minutes. And then for the final 50, they were just giving it to me. And I think Corey Pakes, uh, <laughs> his inclusion had something to do with that. Definitely had a massive impact in attack. And look, I get it. In, in defense, he's... He's light. He gets pushed around. He's not great. He may not fall off the tackles, but I think every time he was involved as one of the two or three tacklers, I think that allowed the the forward or whatever to run at least another three, four meters post-contact. So he's definitely not great for defending the middle there, but just I feel like the, the, the difference in attack was just worth it. For sure. Uh, so Titans-Panthers, guys, a bit of a shuffle uh, with the Titans. Brimson at fullback with Philip Sammy back on the wing. Will Smith to 5'8", and hopefully David Fafita stays at second row. For the Panthers, uh, Sonny Luke uh, is named again, which will be an interesting, you know, speaking of round 13 and, and someone if he keeps his spot there. But, Tim, is there anything jumping out at you with these sides? No, not at all. Just that... Um... 
the pen that Nathan Cleary smashed the Titans last year, and I think it was magic around. I'm interested to see how Will Smith impacts and brims them back at fullback, if that actually makes any difference to the Titans' attack, and does that give our boy David Feeder a bit more ball? God, something's got to happen. Uh, Rabbitoh Seagulls, guys, uh, Tass named to play his second game at centre, um, but with Tane Milne just out for the week, he's a hold-off. And Marty Tapao and Sean Kepi back at prop for Manly. Really, for most of us, the big news is that Cooler starts, Tim. Yeah, he's been sort of in and around and amongst it and sort of someone people have been waiting for, so it's good to see him get a go. I don't know that we've seen the best of him or anything really at all yet, but from what, what I hear, there's a lot to come. So let's see what happens. Do we think it's Cody Walker time finally? I mean, some people would argue last week when he scored 77 was a good time to jump on. But yeah. I mean, that was that was less than his average last year. So I'm not sure that that's a, a signature you know, move that he's, that he's going to be back. So it's 464,000 right now. He's very cheap. That is true. Mm. Break even the 30. 720 to start the year or something. Oh, it's more than that, I think. But look, I, I'm definitely looking at it. I've got Dylan Brown. Spoiler alert, he's in the centers again, which... I mean, that's <laughs> it worked for them last week, but it's not great for Supercoach. It got out of jail, Dylan Brown owners, uh, with the attacking stats he got. But yeah, I, I'm i really tempted to cash in because that gives me enough money to go Penasini to Taikai as well. Yeah, I think that one feels right for me too. I don't have him, but it feels right. Break even at 30, it's, uh, it's not a bad choice at all. So uh, Warriors Raiders, Curran is out as we've spoken about before. But the big thing for me and for many owners out there looking to upgrade to Cleary or Talakai is that Vilea is back, 205k Wilf. There's certainly some some bucks to stash there. Are you interested? Yeah, definitely. Potential round 13 coverage as well. You know, I've got, if, if I wasn't ditching Penasini this week, I'd be holding him next week and maybe looking at on when he gets his players third game in case he gets hurt or dropped or whatever because you know again let's face it nathan brown who knows what he's going to do so i'd hold if he could if you didn't have him or if you, if, you, if you traded him out but he's definitely you know you, you got to watch if he's going to have a nice negative break even next week it'll be his third game and perfect time to bring him in for a downgrade for sure bulldogs roosters tim you're pretty vocal about uh you don't think the roosters are going to turn it on for a few more weeks um tupo's out uh, nagama's in on the wing for them and some of the covid boys for the bulldogs return in naden and avarillo what's your read on this game yeah it's not so much that i don't think that they'll click for a few more games i've just got a gut vibe that maybe they're saving their best footy for the better sides and I think their their draw really sort of starts to tighten up and get a bit bit harder um, from round ten. So I was thinking, you know, they might we might see sort of similar from what we've seen of them. Um, I was having a chat to you sort of pre uh, recording, and I was just sort of having a chat about the interview I heard with James Tedesco done with just some media or something, and um, he was just sort of saying that you know they kind of need Luke Keary to sort of take on more of a ball, you know, like a traditional half sort of role because they're both sort of playing a very similar sort of running game and I just don't think that that does work I think at the moment it's a bit too in bit too all over the place you you find that you know with your heart both halves thinking to run they're getting tackled not where you know where you'd normally plan to get tackled like if you're working to set plays to you know work to the right and then come back to the left you're not seeing much of that with them because it just sort of seems very one out and what are we doing next tackle but uh, yeah it seems like they're playing their b-grade footy for for a reason i think that we'll see him sort of pull it out soon but i still think teddy's 
like last week, he looked really, really good. I think it was just the rest of the side. If they had have been able to become good around him, I think we would have had a massive one from Teddy. Yeah, it could have been for sure. Um, Eels, Cowboys, Wilf, uh, Dillbags, named at centre again. We've mentioned it a couple of times. His 687K, break-evens up to 77. Has his time come or do you think he'll squeeze a few more? Big scores out. So, so I guess when he's at center, it just definitely caps his upside. He's got a great floor still. So base and base attack wasn't too far off playing center than where it was for his actual, you know, when he's at half. So it's just more, you know, he's touching the ball less. He's getting less opportunity to put on attacking stats. So, you know, I feel like maybe 77 or whatever he scored last week is probably the best score he might get while playing in the centers. So I'm all right with cashing him out at the moment. And, you know, who knows how long this center experiment goes for but i feel like he's going to drop a bit in price and maybe he's a target for post round 13 because he doesn't cover the round 13 by either yeah that is true cowboys are one to 17 notwithstanding there's probably a ruben cotter heel and blue shenanigans with the starting side guys night storm gaga i think has fractured his cheekbone so sasagi i think that's how you pronounce it is in with no real changes to the storm storm surely aren't going to run up quite the same cricket score tim this week Oh, maybe they might. They might have got a taste for it. I mean, they look how easy they did it in the second half. I could see it being a similar sort of thing where the Knights sort of try, you know, meet it with them for the first half and then it becomes a bit too much. So maybe we are in for another smashing. Yeah, it's, I mean, the Knights do have that million-dollar-a-year player on the other side, so surely, you know, he wouldn't allow that, Will. <laughs> There's only so much one player can do, but, yeah, I think, the fact is he probably still should make more of an effort and be in every single game. And I mean, the fact is he just isn't. And he has amazing games every now and then. And you know, I always remember this one game where he was playing the Roosters and he was absolutely dominating them. And then I think Warrior Hargraves took him out with 20 minutes to go. Mm. And I think the, the, the Roosters still lost again. The, the Knights still won. But I just remember that game. It just sticks out in my mind for some reason when I was watching Ponga just absolutely tear him to shreds. And it wasn't the the, the Roosters were playing bad. They were in pretty good form. And, yeah, it, it, it could happen. I just don't think it will at this stage. Like, the Knights have been brave, but they've just got too many injuries, too many key players struggling at the moment. So I just, yeah, I mean, if the Storm, yeah, probably not 70, but if they break 50 again, I wouldn't be shocked at all. And obviously, Ryan Pappenhausen is an every week captain that you could always just leave the sea on if you wanted to. Alrighty, guys, last game of the round is the Dragons-Tigers. Bit of a snoozer for most of us. A couple of funny things going on with Anthony Griffin naming Jack Bird at 5'8". Um, Josh McGuire playing on the edge with Sua injured. And your mate, Philly Mayono, coming on to the interchange, Wilf. Yeah, I'm just glad I don't have any uh, Tigers of note. I'm, I'm going to actively not put Talangi in as well. So just to, to make sure my mate, Philly Mayono, doesn't take out any of my players this year. Tui Lungi is back after missing last week uh, due to illness, which means Safarth shifts to the interchange. And, and Dane Laurie is obviously a blow and Stafford Toa comes in at fullback and uh, Oliver Gildart and Luke Garner play the centres. So, is Nofo back though? Is is he back? Is who? Nofo. David Nofaloa. No, he's not. He's not back. No, Nofo's been named. Oh no, is he back? Is in super coach relevant wise? Oh. eighty nine and one hundred and two last two weeks. Base and base attack forty seven and forty eight. No, don't fall, don't fall for it. Scored a double in both rounds. He's my Talakai. He did terrible last year for me with the back end of the year. Yeah. Fair. 
that, so PTSD there as well. Too many reliable center wing options than to uh, to risk NoFo, I think. Yeah, don't need a tiger. And so that, so that rules out Luke Brooks as an option too? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Wilf, you're going crazy in your old age, mate. <laughs> 68 and 80 last two weeks since since Madge put the six on his back. <laughs> yeah, it's what a, what a coaching masterstroke that was. I think uh, that might be the game previews for the week, guys. So let's tackle our Swiss Super Coach Star of the Week. If you are what you say you are, a superstar, then have no fear. The camera's here. All right, so we had two guesses for CSF Italakai, who top scored for round seven with 165. So congrats goes to Adam Mitchell at Sewer Snake VP with the closest guest at 140. So congratulations, Adam. Slide into our DMs. We'll hook you up with your $50 Swish voucher to use at heyswish.com. Now, more importantly, though, I think, Tim, you got more runs on the board. Got some runs on the board this weekend. Yeah, tip my hat to that one. Thank you very much. Very excited about this. Nathan Cleary, obviously a great pick. You said 133. He bettered that by an, another 25 points to score 158. Joe, you are pretty on the money with your pick well, of money himself. 122, scored 110 instead. I had a shocker picking stacks for 127. He scored 37, so only 90 points off. Not too bad. <laughs> uh, but look, running tally. So, Tim, you've joined me on three. Joe, you're languishing in last on one. Just like my Supercoach Classic team, yep. <laughs> Look, I'm going to take pity on you, Joe. You can have first pick again this week. Oh, I will. I'm not too proud to refuse your pity, mate. <laughs> I'll take the opportunity. I, 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 look, I've kind of gone some left field ones, and I think that's, you know, in recent weeks, and that's why I'm kind of trailing. Making excuses, Wilf. Yeah, I'm just going to lock uh, Ryan Pappenhausen in, and I think he's going to get 137. I think that's a pretty good guess. And before, since I'll go next, and I'll take Nathan Cleary from you. <laughs> this week, so yeah, Nathan Cleary for 143. Tim, it's your go. You're going to have to do some work uh, since I talk, uh, I've taken Cleary and Joe's taken Paps. Oh, there's two more options that really stand out for me. Oh, there's a couple, actually. Come on, which shark are you taking? Okay, I was thinking either Nico Hines or... Look, I want to be... I, I, I want to... I no, I don't like the Thursday night game. Give me give me, give me, me Teddy. Give me Teddy. Teddy? I want some of that. Yeah, give me some of that. Oh, I guess I can understand the, the appeal of the Bulldogs matchup. All right, what's, what's Teddy scoring this week? Ooh, 132. Love it. I would love that, just just casually. If, I, would if, also, I would also love that. If these three players could just score the, the points we predicted, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thanks goes, as always, to Swish for sponsoring this segment. They are changing the way fans interact with athletes. They've got over 1,000 athletes across Australia and New Zealand. That includes over 200 NRL stars, including Leary, Paps, Teddy, as well as Turbo and plenty of others. 20% of all proceeds are donated between either Starlight and Variety. Both of these are children's charities. It's an easy, quick, unique gift, really simple process. You just jump on heyswish.com, navigate to the rugby league star or whatever athlete that you want to pick, enter some instructions for what it is. Like, for example, is it happy birthday? Is it a bit of banter for Supercoach? Is it just a get well soon message, whatever? And then the players, hopefully, when they get a chance to, obviously, they do have jobs and things like that. But once they've had that opportunity, they record the video, send it back. And again, I still yet to see anyone who hasn't loved their Swish. So, don't forget promo code CHAMP, C-H-A-M-P, you'll get 10% off your order as well. 
That's all of our Swiss Supercoach style predictions for this week. Let's jump over to our group comp. Quick update again, brought to you by our friends at Tyler Made, who stand for Excellence in Wall and Floor Tiles. This week, we still have Troy, the coach of Roosters Pack, uh, leading overall. He is six now. It dropped a little bit there. Second, we have Ross, the coach of Slippery Balls, in 20th for second place. They're in the running for our grand prize of 500 bucks for first. And second, obviously, we've got the $200 voucher to use on nrlshop.com. Uh, it's a pretty tight competition there, and I, it'd be great to see Troy stick up there and, and hopefully um, hold out for the for the rest of the season, but it's certainly not something that we see very often. But we do have to thank the team at TylerMade for their generosity in donating our grand prize of 500 bucks. TylerMade is a family-owned and run business from Brisbane. They've got a team of tile specialists who pride themselves on their honest pricing with no hidden fees and premium customer service. They will take good care of you in person, or you can buy online at www.tylermade.com.au. That's T-I-L-E-R-M-A-D-E. And they can deliver to anywhere in Australia if need be. So if you are thinking about some new tile tools or anything in between, contact the team at TylerMade and make sure you let them know that you heard about them through the Supercoach Champions podcast. All right, so look, that brings us to the end of the podcast as well. And that's round eight previews and Obviously, all the various players, trade options named there. Any final words for us this week, Tim? I think we were all very inspired by your final words last week. Um, well, I'm going to be up in Gladstone for the week. So if there's any super coaches from Gladstone, um, you know, keep an eye out for me. I'll try um put my tracksuit on at some point and um, just come and say g'day and let's have a chat about super coach. All right. So if you see... This guy wearing a bright red Supercoach tracksuit, KFC tracksuit, then you'll know that's Timmy. Uh, make sure you go say hi. Just um, you know, don't don't surprise him too too out of the blue in case he gets he spills anything oh, on his nice mm. shiny red tracksuit. That's right. He, he's easy frightened, Timothy. Easily startled. Mm, that's things. the one. <laughs> All right. Quick shout out to our champs. Thank you as always for your support, and no doubt we'll chat more with you guys in the Discord. And yeah, good luck to all. All of you for your decisions this week. We'll catch you again soon. See you, boys.